0: This is the John Oakley show podcast. Uh, interesting story. Michelle Mandel has written in the Toronto sun. Love to read her items. I mean, usually deals with, uh, you know, some people doing very, very bad things and, uh, how the law deals with them. In this case, it has to do with an individual. You might remember the name David Sillers back about three years ago when he took his girlfriend, son, young Thomas Rancourt out on the Muskoka river. And, uh, It was a case of uh, he was intoxicated, well beyond the legal limit, had marijuana in his system as well, and uh, the canoe tipped. This was why it was such a story of uh, some renown, because it was the first impaired canoeing case in this country. And uh, yet the offshoot is the story has uh, more legs or currency, I guess, to it in that this guy, uh, he's got a long rab sheet but the law seems to be playing rather loosely and lightly with him. Let's find out from Michelle Mandel exactly what is going on. Michelle, always a pleasure to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you.
0: So what's the deal? This guy, Sillars, because he was found guilty and uh, sentenced to, you say, a stiff six years in prison uh, for impaired canoeing, Uh, got bail almost immediately, Uh, but that didn't seem to impress him uh, despite his long rap sheet and his familiarity with the law or the justice system. Uh, What's the update that you cited here in your piece?
1: Well, he was was convicted in the beginning of October and, as you said, released on bail quite quickly uh, pending his appeal of his conviction and his sentence. And within two months, by December, he was already back in trouble with the law. This time um, he was reported to have been on a neighbor's property uh, holding a crossbow with a... um, uh, a, a sighting um, on it, and um, he was—he told his neighbor, "Oh, I'm just—I'm uh, just playing GI Joe," and the neighbor reported him to the police because, of course, under his bail conditions, he's not supposed to have any weapons. Um, he was arrested, charged with that. Uh, he pled guilty um, a few weeks ago, and you know, the the victim's family was when they heard about this, were expecting that. Well, of course, you know, now they're going to take him into custody because he's violated, you know, breached his bail conditions. But um, no, that isn't what happened. What happened was that they increased his bail from $1,500 to $10,000, and no deposit, so it does it's no sort of um, hardship on on his parents. And uh, he now has to report into the police once a week, and, and that's about it. And this is a guy who has a long record of violating court orders, so this isn't exa- anything like the first time he's ever sort of breached a a, a release. So... Yeah, well, it was quite surprising and upsetting.
0: I was going to say, uh, you paint a pretty uh, dramatic picture of a sketchy character here with a long rap sheet. You're saying uh, he served penitentiary time, has a criminal record of 15 convictions going back to 2005. Uh, so I guess, you know, he should have known how uh, the law does operate, but it looks like he's flouting the law.
1: Well, and that's exactly what it looks like to the family as well, that he's still not taking this seriously. And, um, you know, here they, they're still mourning you know, a little boy who who died at his at his hands because he was impaired, and um, you know he's under court order to to abide by these conditions, and he can't even abide by those conditions while he's on release.
0: Now, uh, when the bail was increased from fifteen hundred to ten thousand dollars, which court did that?
1: This was on an Ontario Court of Justice in his. Um, it's near Charbert Lake, which I'm not. I, I believe it's near Kingston, and that's near where you know his home is right now. Right. So I, I'm not sure whether. I mean, they knew he was out on bail for um, a conviction. I don't know if they had all the information, but um, yeah, they definitely knew that that he had violated his his conditions.
0: All right. Uh, so it didn't get it revoked. It just got it increased a nominal amount, as you say, Michelle Mandel mm-hmm. from the Sun. Uh, in this instance, too, and uh, we're going on memory as well as what you've written about, uh, kind of synopsizing the story. This was the uh, son of his girlfriend, so it's not the biological father by any stretch. But he put the kid in right. harm's way uh, by going right. out in the spring runoff.
1: Exactly. It was. Um, it was April. Of 2017, I believe, and yeah, it was it was a it was horrible weather. We've heard in court that it was like a snow day. The kids' school got canceled. Um, he was uh, they had been over at his house. He was anxious to go out on the river to go um, retrieve this barrel that had gotten wedged up against the yellow danger line just above the high falls, and took Thomas with him. Um, and this was a boy who didn't know how to swim and barely knew how to canoe, and he was put in a light jacket that was too small for him over three layers of clothing. So that poor kid, I mean, didn't stand a chance. When that canoe tipped, which is not surprising because it was raging, um, it was spring runoff and, and it was uh, frigid and it was um, turbulent and the canoe tipped and he got swept over the falls.
0: And the outrage that's being expressed is uh, from uh, the family, uh, relatives here, but uh, the mother in question, do we know anything more about her in this in the aftermath?
1: In the aftermath, no. I mean, at, during court, she stood by her boy her boyfriend. I don't know if he's still her boyfriend right now, um, but she testified on his behalf. Um, uh, very much said that you know it was an accident, and and um, didn't didn't say anything about any kind of impairment that she saw. Um, so it, it's a it's a very sad story in so many ways, but also um, she's very estranged from the rest of the family because they blame. Um, the boyfriend for, for what happened, and she was standing by him
0: yeah, during, during have, the trial. It has split the family. Uh, as far as he's concerned, this is Sellers now, uh, he hasn't worked, you say, since his arrest, and uh, I guess he's drawing certain social assistance, isn't he?
1: We heard during that, yeah, during sentencing that um, he's now suffering post-traumatic stress disorder because of what happened, and he's on disability benefits.
0: Yeah. One of these stories where... Uh, Doesn't seem to be any justice for the young man, Thomas Rancour, uh, who went out that day anticipating, I guess, you know, uh, a fun ride with somebody that he trusted. And uh, as we know, it was a tragic outcome. Exactly. Fascinating story, Michelle. As always, I appreciate your work.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You got it, Michelle Mandel uh, from The Sun. Just an update on that file.